of St. John, chapter 2, and starting at verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the fall and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thought of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. I always like the anticipation of the start of a new year. I get to look back on the year gone and look forward to the year ahead. For me, the new year, more than any other time of the year, speaks of the rhythm of life we're all part of. Endings and new beginnings. Endings and new beginnings. It speaks of the rhythm that we're part of, that our society is part of, that our world is part of the end of a new year and the start, the end of an old year and the start of a new year, endings and new beginnings. This morning, we have 10 verses and one moment that I think helps us as we approach the end of an old year and the start of a new year. I think we can see in it this rhythm this rhythm that we see marked by waiting and by receiving. This rhythm that we are all part of, marked by waiting and marked by receiving. Before we open up our text, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you are with us, that that is the great message of Christmas. We pray that this morning as we sit here in this place, might your Holy Spirit speak to us. Help us to understand what waiting on you means and help us to receive from you what you are wanting to give us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you are here. Amen. This morning, we continue our series in Luke's Gospel and find ourselves in chapter 2, 40 days after Jesus' birth. As we all know, Christmas has come and gone. 
We did all the preparation, all the planning, all the wrapping, all the buying, all the worrying, all the hoping, all the cooking, and it comes and it goes. Jesus has been born. We have sung the Christmas songs. We have celebrated the birth. We have eaten the cake, opened the presents, feared to look at the scales, and now we want to get back to normality. Or maybe that's just me. I wonder what or if it was similar to waiting on Jesus, waiting on the Messiah to be born, all the anticipation, all the planning, all the expectation, all the preparation, and he comes. For our carol services, we made this film and it was a documentary style thing we wanted to do. And we entitled it 400 Years of Waiting. And it was supposed to depict the 400 years of waiting that the Israelites did before their savior was born. As I watched it again and again, I was struck by one line in it. It said, generation after generation lived and died without seeing this promise come true. Imagine the story of your community, the story of your people being told, being central to you. This mysterious, wonderful, transform transformative <laughs> message. But again, another person has believed it, has held on to it, and has died. <laughs> The message remains central to the people. The story, the hope remains central to the people, but it was becoming more and more difficult to hold on to. But we find ourselves with Simeon. We find ourselves with this faithful man. I like to think that he was one of the faithful few because I think if I were part of that people, I would have given up. 400 years, seeing so many people believe it and then die. So many people hold on to it and then it, the Savior never came. But we, he, we see in our passage, Simeon was faithful. He was devout. He was part of the few that clung on. Simeon was a man from Jerusalem. He was a Jew this story of the Savior coming was his story. And our passage tells us he was righteous and devout, meaning he was old. He was a faithful man, a man who had been devoted to the story of the Savior coming. He had been spoken to by the Holy Spirit that the Savior was going to come in his lifetime. He held on. One commentator described Simeon's waiting for the Savior as having patient hope. I like that. I like those two words being merged, patience and hope. Patience is, patience is um, defined as being the capacity to accept or tolerate delay problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Hope is defined as a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. Patient hope. Having the capacity to hold the promise 
with the reality. For Simeon, he held the promise. He held the promise that the Savior was going to come. He waited on that promise to come true. But he lived in the reality that he was waiting, waiting on this promise to come in his lifetime. Waiting is part of this rhythm of life. And we can't hurry, or sometimes we can't explain the waiting in our lives. Why did God choose to, for that time, that 400-year period, to reveal himself through Jesus? Why does God make us wait in our lives for the things we hold, for the things we long for? But he chose that time, and he chooses times in our lives to reveal himself. And Simeon was ready. He had clung on to what he believed in. He clung on to what the Holy Spirit had told him, and he was ready. This concept of patient hope struck me, ending a year. What have been the things that I've been waiting for? What have been the things that you've been waiting for? Patiently hoping in, holding on to, clinging on to. Simeon clung on to them by holding the promise and the reality. But I think we see Simeon holding on to what God had spoken to him. And I think as we enter a new year with this rhythm of waiting, who are we hoping in? Who have we heard from? What has the Holy Spirit said to us? Part of this rhythm of our life is that we wait. But the rhythm moves. And we see in our passage that we don't want to get stuck on the waiting because Jesus has come. And we have received Jesus. That's part of Christmas. That's the point of Christmas. We have done Advent. We have waited we now receive from Jesus. Simeon accepted the gift when it came. He received Jesus. In Greek Orthodox tradition, Simeon is titled Simeon the God Receiver. The first thing Simeon was to remember was the promise that had been made to him many years ago. Verse 29 says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised. He held Jesus and knew that this was the Messiah. Simeon received the fullness of who Jesus was. Some people say that Simeon was the first to recognize Jesus as God. This 40-day-old baby being held in this old man's arms God being cradled by this believer. Simeon was led by the Spirit to go to the temple, and then in seeing this baby, knew it was the Messiah. Verse 32 talks about revelation for the Gentiles and glory for the Jews. For Gentiles, in receiving Jesus, they will find revelation of God. And for Jews, in receiving Jesus, they will find the glory of God. 
There's a great difference here. For people who are waiting to see their God, who have been part of the Israelites, God's people, they will see the glorification of God through Jesus. And for people who do not know God, in seeing and receiving Jesus, they will have God revealed to them. In a few words, Simeon sums up who Jesus is. He was to be revelation and he was to bring glory. This baby was to be the Messiah for all nations. This passage we have this morning has the fulfillment of God's promise stamped all over it. This time in history was for humanity to see who God is, that he loves the world so much that he became a human. And the world is to receive him. Just like Simeon, this old man received this baby in his arms. The old man held this tiny baby and knew he was God. We have the opportunity to stop and receive who Jesus is. At the start of this new year, to see Jesus as who he really is. To see Jesus as the fulfillment of promise. To see Jesus as God himself, Emmanuel, God with us. Showing us love, compassion, forgiveness, and showing us the way into this new year. The Christian faith is a story of receiving. Even from the beginning, God gave and creation received. Then God continued to give to his people in instruction, in grace, in prophecy, and in wisdom. And in giving Jesus his only son, he showed again his character of giving. And what do we do? We can only receive. We cannot work. We cannot pay. We cannot pray. We cannot earn the love of God through Jesus. We can only receive. Simeon had waited, and then he received. Sometimes the rhythm of our lives are marked by waiting and receiving. So we have these two themes running through our passage, waiting and receiving. But before we end, I thought it was important to spend a few minutes looking at one other point, one other striking thing from our passage. The promise Simeon had been given was to be the last thing that he was to experience on earth in his life. The Holy Spirit told Simeon that after seeing the Messiah, he would die. That would be the last thing. In the rhythm of life, there is death. Not just physical death, but death to lots of things. Maybe death in a job situation. Maybe a dying in a relationship. Or a hope or an expectation. There are some times in our lives that things have need to die so that we can enter a new chapter. I wonder whether Simeon had told this promise that the Holy Spirit had to told him to lots of people and they knew that in Simeon's death this was the start of a new chapter. 
This was the start of the chapter that the Messiah was on earth, that the Messiah had been born. He knew he wasn't going to experience it for himself, but he knew this was the beginning of something new. He knew in dying there was new life. Waiting and receiving part of the rhythm of life, and sometimes there is death. As we enter this new year, I take with me a word. And I tell you this um, in case you want to do this. For the last six years, I have been giving each year a word. I started this because I would make New Year's resolutions, as maybe some of us have done or do do, and I would, be, I would make lists and preparations that this was going to transform my New Year, this New Year's resolution. And then by around the 10th of January, I would fail and drop my head in shame that I couldn't even manage to the end of one month. So I decided what I would do was give the year a word. And that was, I would make, think of these words and pray about these words so that they were things that I would be able to take in and just hold throughout the year, not do anything major with them, but just a word to hold. In the year that my word was hope, my niece and nephew were born prematurely. And I took into the hospital, for me, the word hope, when I stood over their incubator, hoping that their oxygen levels would rise. In the year when I had contentment, I challenged myself in the way that I felt deeply discontent with my life. This year, my word has been patience. In the simple day-to-day -day tasks, I've meditated on what patience looks like. In the ways I have tried to push my own agenda, I have meditated on what patience looks like. And hopefully in all of that, I have become more patient. But now I have to let patience go. I have to move on. There's a rhythm of our lives, there's a rhythm of the year, an ending and a new beginning. And the word that I take into 2018 is grace. And in that, allowing patience to not become the forefront, but for me to meditate and wonder and hope that grace becomes something that I embody. Maybe this year, you would like to give your year a word a moving on from what has been, and a looking forward to what is to come. Maybe it's to focus on the waiting in life, or maybe it's to focus on the receiving of who Jesus is. There is a rhythm to life. In our passage, we see this. There's a time of waiting as Simeon waited on the Messiah, and there was a time of receiving the promise. And in this rhythm, there was a time of dying to allow the new chapter to begin. This new year, might we know what God is calling us to wait for. In this 
new year, may we receive the good gift of Jesus. In this new year, might we bravely let things die that the Holy Spirit is leading us to. Amen.